This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the quarter pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 37 of the Stacey West podcast. I'm Ben and I'm joined by Gary. How are we? I mean, it, it, it's bizarre. I'm a little bit unsettled, mate, if I'm honest. Yeah. Because we can see each other. Yeah, we can see the whites of each other's yeah. eyes this week. It's, I'm, uh, not sure I, I'm not sure I like it. No, I'm, no, to ask how I am on a week like this is uh, is a question that's only going to get one answer. Um, I was going to say, did you have a good weekend? Did you get well, out too much? Or? The cat's out of the bag on Game of Thrones, isn't it? It is. R plus L equals J. <laughs> Um, and also, you know, I had a, had a nice day on the Saturday with the family. I got the dog shaved, and oh yeah, we won the uh, we won the title. Won the league, as well. didn't we? Yeah, it was uh, it was all right. No, it was it was a fantastic day. Um, I think um, we, we had a we had a chat about the games on uh, last week, and we said maybe about. I think I, I think I said maybe we'll, we'll get potentially get a draw on Friday, and you thought we might potentially lose it on Monday, and it, it worked out the other way around. Um, in a weird way, I think. Um, I think a few weeks ago, I called Tranmere, um, and I say that. I mean, I called Carlisle, Cheltenham. I called them all, but I did call Tranmere. So on that occasion, I was right. Like mm. a broken clock, I'm right twice a day. <laughs> um, I, did, I think it was nice to be able to win at a Central Bank. Um, yeah. it would have been. It would have been good to win away. I, you know, I got what Danny said, and it's weird because Danny's in the office over there while we're talking. We should actually mention, yeah, um, the the reason that things probably sound um, well very different to what we normally do and the fact that we're sat with each other um, is that we've been kindly invited down to the Elite Performance Centre um, by Liam Scully. We we mentioned that towards the end of the, the podcast last week and uh, yeah, we're currently sat in the canteen common room sort of video briefing, analysis room. Yeah, briefing video analysis area, which is, uh, I mean, it's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about the title win in a minute. Obviously, we've we've been quite lucky to be given a tour around today. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few little things that really impressed me. Liam gave us the tour and he was pointing some things out which aren't immediately evident. And I think it's the level of thought that's mm-hmm. gone into this. And I, I don't know why I would doubt that if Danny and Nicky are involved. You know there's going to be an element of thought, plus the rest of the guys, yes. you know, the board and everybody. Um, but 
all of the windows face the pitch, none of them face mm. the car park. And I don't know if our listeners know that, um, especially in the treatment room, the gym's got sliding doors so it can be extended. Um, the things, they, the overhead lockers in the changing room with the little messages in yeah. there and somebody with a hairdryer will have to run a competition. Bright pink hairdryer, yeah. Yeah, it's not bozzy, is it? Unless he tries his beard. <laughs> because, you know, in this day and age, beard care is everything. Um, this is a phenomenal facility and, mm. and we were lucky enough when we first got here to chat to a couple of the stats guys. Now, I remember chatting to them in the National League and I think that they were volunteering at the time. They'd put this programme together. They wanted to deliver this uh, this stats programme. I think it was initially they wanted to put it into schools and, and, mm. and be able for school kids to analyse their development. Um, they work for the club now and I think that's just it's just testament to those things that people don't see behind the scenes mm. you know we're sat here in in this phenomenal environment that the club have only had really available for six months we've been told it's a work in progress um i walk around it and it, to be honest it blows me away and i yeah. know that it's not the full vision um when you come here and when you chat to those guys and you chat to the people that are involved i don't know why i was ever worried about not winning the title to be honest <laughs> They may as well just give us it as soon as we open the doors on this place. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you pointed out on the podcast a few weeks ago that since we've been in the training ground, since we've been in the EPC, it's been, well, we've lost one game and that was last Friday. Could you blame Lee Mason? Well, I mean, I I, I was able to, to watch it um, legitimately, of course. Um, I have to say that because Liam sat opposite me yep. um, but uh, yeah I, I, was, I was able to watch the game and it was as long as you paid for it I did I paid, I paid all the way for it okay. um, yeah so we um, I don't know it, it was a frustrating game to watch um, I think the, the key word for a lot of people uh, talking about it afterwards was consistency I don't think there was any consistency from Lee Mason I, I think he um, Fair enough. I think the the two yellow cards for Shackle. I think they were yellow cards. I think he probably should have known a bit better. I, I think they might have been the first one. He was late with it, and the second one he he pulled him back. And it's like by the letter of the law, yes. But then when you see some of the other challenges that went in from other players, you know whether it's our players, whether it's the opposition players, and I think um, Danny said in the in the post match interview that there was a point where you know Bozzy ran past their keeper and pulled the keeper back to try and prevent a quick break, and. At the time, I was I was on Twitter at the time, and I said, you know, he's he's very close to a book in here, and I don't understand why that's not. Mm. Um, and then there was the, t- the challenge on Harry Anderson at the end of the game, which was, I mean, that was an assault, really, wasn't it? I'm a hypocrite because I wrote that I didn't think the first one was a yellow card, and I've watched it back a couple of times. I was wrong, and what I wrote was wrong. They're both yellow cards. Yeah. Um, I think it's frustration coming out, if yeah. if, if anything. Um, we can't blame the official for it. At the end of the day, it's a game we lost. Football teams lose games. We're not used to it, and that's why it stung so much. What really winds me up, and he's a friend of the pod and he doesn't know it, is that fourth official. Now, Mr Stockbridge is a man who I struggle with. Oh, is that who it, it was? Said the fourth official was? Oh, yeah. right. And so, Kean Bolger's been booked for entering the field of play. Bookable offence. Hmm. But the person that controls that incident, that, that moment, is the fourth, the official. fourth official. Yeah. The fourth official was Seb Stockbridge, and he's, he's always a homer. He, he loves a home team. He's given us weak penalties against Accrington, and I believe it was Berry earlier in the season. He obviously sent Billy Not off, which brought him to my mm-hmm. attention um, for life when he did that. So, yeah, Mr Stockbridge again. But moving on from that, because let's face it, Good Friday was Bad Friday, Easter Monday was incredible. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there was there was an air, wasn't there, as soon as you walked into the, the ground on Saturday. 
everyone was uh, you, you could feel it it was just bristling right. and everyone had that slight confidence that little bit of swagger to him and they thought we're going to win the league today some and people it, looked down the Tranmere uh, team sheet didn't even see James Norwood you were that excited I'd, I'd had a few pints by then Gary I was on call <laughs> all week last week and I couldn't drink and I'd felt horrible all week and I had a really bad day on Sunday on call so I thought right I'm going to have a few drinks and then by the time I read it I went straight to the bottom of the Tranmere team list I thought yeah he's, he's not in the final he's not there he's not playing and I handed my phone to you you just went yeah, he's, 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 he's where it says 10, he's Norwood. He's the one that says Norwood. That's, that's <coughs> No, I mean, yeah, we're laughing. Yeah. Do you know what? I, uh, after the game, I heard an awful lot of people saying they were one of the best teams we've seen at Sinsel Bank this season. Um, I know Michael did. Greatest respect for Michael Horton, Hope and Glory, the, the proper podcast, not the kind of homemade <laughs> one that's pinned on the fridge with Ben and Gary, age six, written on it. Um, but I thought, in actual fact, I think that the joy at winning the title brought out this kind of um, this, this respect for the mm. opponent, which might not have been entirely justified. They were a good side. Yeah. Not going to criticise them at all. Whether they were one of the best sides we've played, they gave us a tough game. I was going to say, I thought it was one of the best games that we've seen at Central Bank for a while, because I think they, they came, they knew what they needed to do. They gave us a game. Mm. They really did. And I think um, had Norwood been maybe fit. 100% fit, or you know, if he'd have not been in the form that he was in, I think we probably would have seen quite a few goals on Monday for, for both sides. I think it would have possibly opened the game up if it might have been a little bit more free-flowing. I think if it had form, we would have lost. Because yeah. I, I think the, the pressure, I mean, we missed some good chances, no criticism of individuals. Um, the only thing that worried me is when Marco Harris said he saw a, a, a shadow and he lashed out, yeah. you'd hope there was a call. Um, but anyway, that's that's by the by because you, you can't criticise. I thought it was a, a very very good performance from us. Yeah. I thought we created some very good chances. Mm-hmm. I thought John Akindi was absolutely phenomenal from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an it was a powerhouse. And I think that we overrated Tranmere. I think Forest Green were a better side. I know we beat them, but I thought for seventy minutes they were a better side. I need than to get we a were. bucket so you can spit. I know, I know. Um, and I think when you look at some of the other teams who have come and done a job on us, uh, the likes of Northampton, Cambridge, who have come mm-hmm. for a draw, I think in terms of defensive setup, I think that they were better. Uh, yeah. Really like the big lad at the back. Is it Monthe? Monthe? You know how bad I am at uh, pronunciations? Yes. I'm like my dad so, yeah. trying to pronounce anything. Andrade, Andrade, Clive Nats. Um, so, yeah, Monthe. I'd heard a lot about him, and mm. looking at him, I thought he's going to be a cart horse. And I thought he was phenomenal for them. Um, mm. I like Ollie Banks as well. And uh, he scored against us for Swindon last year. Um, but anyway, the, the, the game of football is one thing, but that final whistle. Yeah. Um, I think you've, you, you've said it on, I don't know whether it's social media or in a blog post, where you basically said that you're not one to, to get caught up in everything and, and celebrate. You like to sort of watch from almost from afar, if you like. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was stood in the seat that my dad sat in for his final few years at Central Bank. Um, and when that full-time whistle went, there was strange wet stuff falling onto my cheeks. It was, uh, it was a moment that I am never going to forget, ever. Um, and then just watching everybody flood onto the pitch um, and hearing over you know, the din again, and it's, it's that man, Alan Long, mm. once again, saying, you know, here are your League Two champions. Mm. Um, Don't you get it? Do you know what? I'm filling up at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, I mean, it, it was just phenomenal. Um, 
and it's it's been said a lot this week. You know, three titles in three years, three trophies in three years, and, and two league championships in in those three years. Um, the trajectory that this club's on at the moment is is something else. Um, you know, people have people have come and gone in terms of support, and they've come back. You know, I'm I'm one of them. I've I've come back. You don't need to keep labouring on that, Ben. No, I know. You don't have a penance to pay. I know that the comments from earlier in the year were um, from from our good friend, um, what's his name? Um, I know that they affected you, but do you know what? I've got it from you. I get it from a chap called Ian. I'm starting doing some work with, with the Priory Academies, and he's somebody that went away, came back. And he does the same thing. Mm. These, people, these people that have been attracted back to the club for one reason or another, it doesn't matter why they left, it doesn't matter why they've come back, it matters that they're here now. Mm. And that applies to you. So sorry, please. No, no, it's fine. It's just, you know, it, it's, I think the key thing for me is that I'm not going anywhere now, regardless of what happens to the club. Um, but the trajectory that it's been on, like I say, has, has just been unreal. And I, I honestly, it scares me a little bit to think where, where this club can be taken at this point. Um, but I think we get a little bit more of that, to be honest, while we're up here as well. Yeah. Um, because obviously, as Poacher, I was quite close to the club for 16 years. Mm. Not in terms of knowing the personnel and not in terms of knowing how the managers operated, but in terms of seeing the structure, yeah. the way people connected with the club conducted themselves. And don't get me wrong, there was never an air of unprofessionalism from um, Keith Alexander's time, John Schofield's time. I felt that perhaps um, ambition and means were, were not closely connected during the Peter Jackson era. Mm. And that's, I'm not saying it's the manager's fault, and not at all, because the manager's one part of a huge machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that then, as, as we plummeted towards the National League, you could see you know, good people within the club being weighed down by certain issues and things. You don't get that here. Everybody you speak to, everybody you see, they're pulling in the right direction. I get the impression if they weren't, they'd be hauled in the office either over there and do you know what I mean? Nobody's, yeah. There's no passengers on this journey. No. Um, not even the fans. And I think that that's, that's particularly interesting. Um, and just a point on that, I, I was a little bit cut off for the celebrations because I was in the box, courtesy of Chris Hillsley, running imp, buy your trophies from there if you need them. If you can't win them, buy them. <laughs> um, and as soon as the final whistle went, I did want to be out. So mm. I, I immediately came out of the bar, I've written about it already, ran round with my mate Pete Summers, um, all, who I mentioned quite a bit on the blog, um, came round into the ground. I did go on the pitch. I don't know if that's bad or not, because it's, it's a right. I didn't, when we were promoted last week, nobody went on the pitch. That was brilliant, mm. but this was title. But I did just, just sit there. I just looked at people and I just watched because um, you can take a million photos, you can hide behind your mobile phone and you can look at the photos and go, oh, there's Andy Bob, there's Uncle Hilda or whatever. Um, but the, a photo can't take atmosphere, it can't take emotion, it can't, no. it can't do anything like that. And I, I'd been stood out on the pitch for five minutes. So you're talking maybe ten minutes after the final whistle. Uh, and then suddenly Neil Erdley came past, just mobbed by players, uh, mobbed <laughs> by people. And, you know, it's just a joy on everybody's faces. I remember that day in May 2011. Um, I remember it well, too well, unfortunately. And I just remember the, the emptiness. It's like a vacuum. They say they photographed mm. the black hole the other day up in space. I'd, I'd already seen it. I'd, I'd seen my club slip into it. Mm. And I'd seen the complete apathy of 7,000 people. I mean, I remember there was a pitch invasion when we went down that day. People came on and they were cheering into the cameras. And I just looked around and thought, what has become of my football club? Mm. And 
we talk about the rebuild and we talk about everything starting. It started, in my opinion, um, with Bob. Yep. It never stopped. Mm. Um, when we went down, it never stopped. But Bob was like, what's that story with the dam and the holes? And you're doing that. Mm. And at one point, he had all ten fingers and all ten toes in holes and then another crack appeared. And then, like, Superman, kind of, you get Clive coming in and going, I'll hold that one. And from there, they re- rebuilt the dam. Um, and, you know, you've got to mention people like Roger as well, who, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I've, always, I've known Roger for many, many years. Uh, and he obviously held together the youth system. We could go on and on. We could go Chris Moises. We can then talk mm. about what's happened since we've been promoted. Um, but, yeah, it was a, uh, an incredible time. It's an, it is an incredible time to be a Lincoln City fan. Yeah. Absolutely. And we should say, obviously, there's been some news today, as you're listening to it yesterday, uh, contracts, which we've not really got time to talk about, so we might do a bonus pod for yeah. people. Yeah, we're thinking about possibly getting one out for uh, Friday, which will preview Newport, yeah. and um, we'll also talk about the contract news. Um, that should, yeah, we're hoping to get that recorded tonight um, or tomorrow, yeah, Tomorrow, as we're talking yeah, tonight, yeah. as you go, so yeah, so, it, so. You, you'd, you'd get it for Friday, and you could have a listen to it on the way down to Newport, or you know, while you're in your shed thinking we're, we're yeah. champions, or, or while you're getting your illegal VPM streams, and uh, you know, don't do it. Yeah, um, so as long as you pay. Um, actually, funnily enough, the Redim's banter site, uh, not the full banter, the Redim's banter, was taken off Facebook apparently because somebody allowed a legal an illegal stream. Oh, fantastic. I don't. I, if if, if people, it's a grey area, but you should not be streaming. The iFollow is a is a revenue stream for the club. I'm mm-hmm. absolutely against it. And I know people say, oh well, everyone should see the games. No, you pay. To, you pay. You pay to see the games. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Um, I've used the VPN. Not always proud of it, but if I can't get to a game, I have done. I hold my hands up. I've always paid my way. Um, anyone that streams the games is a muppet. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Uh, Consider yourself barred from the Stacey West. Blog. That's exactly what happened to me on Friday. You yeah. know, I, I, I couldn't get there. The only way, the only way that we could really do it was was via that. So, um, oh, I yeah. think it. Uh, we've been rattling on for what nearly twenty minutes, have we? Yeah, about seventeen, eighteen minutes now. At I this think point, it so. makes probably sense to bring in our star guest. Yeah. At some point, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll introduce Liam Scully. Yeah. So Liam, thank you uh, ever so much for inviting myself and Gary down. Uh, You're very welcome to the UPC. Um, I mean, it's a fantastic facility, and you must be, well, like a proud dad with it, really. Uh, well, yeah, it's, this is the, the culmination of, of efforts from, from many, many people, you, mm-hmm. you know, and that's both internally to Lincoln City and, and externally, you know, people from, um, you know, from the, from the planning authorities, external consultants, um, you know, we, we I, I think I joined, well, I joined in August, um, and at the end of September, uh, you know, the, the project was handed over to me and it was, um, you know, make, make sure we, we get this place up and running for, for next season. Um, so uh, it was, it was uh, certainly a challenge uh, and we've had plenty of sleepless nights. Um, I, I think I was, I remember the, the time, it was the Coventry game that was postponed mm. um, and the snow that we had for that week. And, and that was probably one of my worst ever working weeks um, in football because we, we actually more more importantly than the game getting called off at the time we lost a number of meetings that were taking place just to to finalise plans and get things signed off and that, that set us back 
about three or four weeks that we, we never really recovered from in, in the end. But uh, but no, on a, on a positive note, it, it's great to be sat here on a on a warm summer's night looking over at the pitches, the sprinklers going, mm. um, you know, the, the facility being being used and, and prepared for what it for what it should be. But let's let's be under no illusion. This is this is a, you know this is the sum of of many many people's hard work. So I'm uh, very proud, as you say. Yeah, absolutely. And is is there? Um, I know it's still early days in terms of. The you know the the, the ground obviously as, as we look out there's still obviously some work to do in terms of just putting the final touches on it cosmetics and things like that um, but is there from where from where you're sat is there possibly a, a plan to get maybe open days or things like that during closed seasons and stuff like that or is that something that's yes yeah so, uh, so a huge part of this football club is is the connection between the, the fans um, and the players. Uh, and across the whole club so you know whilst this is an elite performance centre and it is is the player's place of work it, we, we don't want it to be a closed shop um, but equally we, we've got you know we've not set it up for, as, a, as a tourist attraction mm-hmm. for the want of a, a much better term so we will absolutely continue the, the training days and the open days um, but you know the facilities aren't built to cope with 200 people for example yeah. visiting en masse you know that the car park isn't big enough and and things like that but no I, I, absolutely this this is is somewhere that we're very proud of and we want to show that off to our to our fans um, and things like the open days have, have got to continue because it's part of this football clubs and 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 and, and what, what's got us to this point mm-hmm. i mean in terms of um, development as well obviously i'll kind of chime in and say incredibly impressive equally as impressive of course with the artist's impression of the new ground as well <laughs> um with the 1997 badge on it and uh, it very nice um just i mean in real terms uh, for, for the listeners do we have a kind of a latest update on the stadium at all um, no we're still at the, at the hands of others at the moment it, it's the, the stadium on the Western Grove Corridor if we were to move there is is part of a far bigger project um, and, uh, and as much as uh, as much as we're, we're quite big news at the moment in time respectfully to ourselves that the stadium development would be a small part of, of a far bigger city development um, you know multi multi million pound development uh, that, that would be part of the you know the, the city and, it, and its growth strategy so we, we do need to wait for the outcome of, of, of headline planning permission and various uh, various you know a bit boring things that, that are going on behind the scenes um, and then based on the outcome of then that's when we can start making decisions and considering things and that includes timelines you know is it going to be three years away or is it going to be 15 years away that that's the you know they're the things that are going to inform our, our next decisions cool and with that in mind obviously that means certainly staying put us in Bank for the foreseeable future um increased challenges in terms of visiting supporters trying to get extra bodies in um obviously we, we, i've heard talk of temporary seating i've heard talk of safe standing um, what what sort of things are you planning on investigating over the summer, and and how do you see even minimal gains with the ground? Yeah, I think the the, the best way that we can get wins in terms of stadium attendance is set up and equally how we sell tickets. Um, you know, any anything on top of that, you know, temporary stands or whatever else. Not, you know, I know it. I know people look at the models and others that do it maybe for big FA Cup games. But for for us, if we were to build any temporary standing, because of the economy as the scale and because of the 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 type of work that we would would need at Central Bank, you know, the bare minimum payback would be be ninety full stadium sellouts. Um, so for us to increase the capacity by three hundred, um, but have to sell the stadium out ninety times before that investment, you know, pays itself. You know, breaks even. Um, we we don't see that as a sensible investment and tying up cash in the business in the, in the short term. 
uh, ultimately. Um, so predominantly it's going to be stadium set up, we're looking at things in terms of the dugouts, there's a number of restricted, heavily restricted views in the salinity stand that can be brought back into play by reducing the heights of the dugouts, the, Lincoln, uh, the University of Lincoln stand, you know at the moment that's exclusively for university students, next year that will be brought back into general sale and equally the junior rims in terms of how that's sold and the cut-off windows, ultimately we need to get tickets to general sale quicker. Um, so, so general, you know, so fans that aren't part of various clubs and membership can can get the opportunity to, to get seats. Including in that is is the away teams. You know, ultimately the, the rules that bind us at the minute is we we ask the the away club to take their tickets off sale by by midday on Friday, which then enables us to put any remaining seats, move the segregation, and put them back on sale on on, on the Friday night. The ruling isn't in our favour um, with that. But even if we can pinch 24 hours on that next year, um, it will need the compliance of, of, our, of the away team. But things like that will, will, will give us a, an opportunity. Um, and it was heartbreaking, actually, because on, when I arrived at the ground on, on, um, on Monday, there was a, a queue of fans that were, were just begging for tickets, desperate to, to get in. And, you know, they, they didn't know they would be available because of work patterns or whatever. And to, to stand there and say, I'm sorry, we're, we're sold out and, and knowing... The likelihood of what was going to unfold it was it was heartbreaking to have to turn people away so it's definitely a challenge um but hopefully what we can do over the course of, of time is just just give people the best possible opportunities to get tickets for those that that want them and and can put some time into getting tickets then then giving those people the best possible opportunity i think that's that's the best we can do at this moment in time Cool, and just quickly one more for me before I throw it back over to Ben yeah. for a moment. Um, one of our uh, listeners mentioned segregation. I know it's a point that we've touched on before. Um, would you just be able to clarify the reasoning behind the segregation between home and away fans? Yeah, ultimately it's a, it's a calculation. Um, and it is down to, it's a calculation based on an interpretation of a, of a rule. Um, and uh, we, we've got to make sure we manage the stadium in a safe way. Um, and equally we've got to manage the stadium in a, in a commercial way in a way that gives people the, the best opportunity to see the game so as you'll have seen from the weekend whilst it or sorry from Bank Holiday Monday whilst it wasn't our highest attendance of the season it was our our smallest amount of segregation um, that we've ever we, we've had or certainly operated since I've been at the club and that was based on the risk factor of of, of the away team um, you know the, the game everything else that, that goes around it so you know I, I promise you if, if we could we would we would keep the segregation down to as minimum but but ultimately it is um it, it is a, a calculation and and something that you know we, we have the bible that we operate to is called the green guide and it is a guide um however it'd be a very brave chief executive and a very brave safety officer um you know with hillsborough bradford etc that would um go against the advice set out in the green guide wonderful thank you yeah um so obviously you've been um in a relatively high position at several different clubs now. How does the setup that Lincoln have got now compare to other clubs that you've been at? And I know there's no horses on any pitches or anything like that at this point. <laughs> um, but um, in terms of the, the the setup from when you came in and where it is now and, and the, the development that's been there. Yeah, it's really difficult to compare because whilst there's 72 football clubs in the in the EFL, you know, not not there isn't two that operate you know the the same, and, yeah. and and we do talk off the field, and and, and look, we'd we'd all sell each other's granny for fifty, you know, sell our grannies for fifty pence on a Saturday to get a win. But behind the scenes, we do try and work together in in, in the in the best way possible because we you know we've we we've, we've we we understand the industry that that we're in. I, I think 
what what I've, I've I've been proud to be a part of since since coming into the football league is is a football club that's just matured and has become and, and can hold its own in the in the EFL and that's not on just on the pitch that that's off the pitch as well. You, you'll see things, and I'll probably get a slap from the media team here. But when we first came into the football league, we, we didn't meet the the family excellence award standard, um, and it's been a, a you know a, an 18 month project to to get certain elements, and that's infrastructure, that's staffing, that's people to to meet that 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 kite mark, mm. um, and and if it's not been announced, then I will get in trouble. But we, we've you know we've we've got the family excellence award for this year, um, and 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 it's elements like that 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 you know we you don't necessarily see or feel the direct benefits of, of, of that it's just a part of that that ongoing improvement hopefully of the of the match day um, and what it feels like but equally conscious that this football club's got a long history and and, and Central Bank is a cauldron it is a great amphitheater it's a great place for football so we're not we're definitely not trying to sterilize it or or, or take it away from that but we're just trying to cater for that 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 wider audience that we're very proud to proud to have so i think that the number one thing for me is just just seeing our our evolution and our, our maturing and our growing up as, as an efl mm. team in you know in, in the latest era yeah because i know you said you, you came aboard august yeah and i mean from from a personal standpoint that the growth from even since then has, has been well we said it a little bit earlier in the podcast the trajectory has just been and straight a straight line up really in terms of the success on the field and, and what's happening off the field as well, um, and it's it, uh, there are a lot of people that you know. Some of our listeners have, have said, "Oh, things are getting too corporate." But I think, in terms of uh, from a personal from a personal standpoint, I think the balance is being struck really well at the moment. And you know, this isn't me being sycophantic just because you sat Sounds there like and I'm blowing smoke. Or anything. <laughs> Sounds like it's not what you were saying last week. <laughs> you know, it's, it, that's not that, that's not what I'm what I'm doing at all. But I, I just think it seems like the balance, more often than not, is is being struck fairly well. Well, no, thank thank you for that. And and, and look, it's it, it, honestly it is a difficult balance to to strike. You know, my you know one of my the, the key expectations of my role is is that we can generate. You know, commercial income that allows us to compete on on the field, and, and ultimately, the, the, that money goes into is invested into into on field. Um, so I, I think you know the, the the challenge that we've we've got is is as we grow and and look, we will be coming up in, in League One. We will come up against people that you know, with, with respect, if if, if we're thought of as commercial, we will come up against commercial beasts in a, in, a, in, a, in a sense. Um, and, and we've got to be able to compete, and, and we're in a we're in an industry that we we we, we on a Saturday at three o'clock we you know it's us versus them, um, and it's not just eleven versus eleven; it's the sum of all parts that that goes into that. And mm. you know, I, I'd, I'd honestly love for for us to be able to you know charge National League ticket prices and to you know to you know to have you know other areas that, that the fans would, would would probably see most welcome but we we have to strike that balance because if, if we don't we we just won't be able to compete because it does it does come down to finances we know how special Danny and Nikki are we know they can outperform and overperform budgets um, but we're you know we're asking them to achieve great heights already we would be you know we would be tying their arms you know, behind their back completely, if we couldn't provide them competitive budgets as well. So that that's where the balance comes in. Um, 
and, and look, the, the honesty shout isn't, and I know sometimes, you know, I, I have to probably at times give give quite a politician's answer, but I promise you, I'm a football fan at, at heart. You know, I, I grew up on the terraces, um, and I'm just fortunate. I'm very lucky to have a, a, a job in football where where every day I get to come to work in this industry. So I do, on the whole, see it from a football fan's perspective. But you know, I can't apologise for for making some of the decisions. But I, I completely, I do sympathise with, with some of the the growing pains and the aches and pains that we do get when when certain things change. And yeah. Then... So I know we we've sort of had. Um... Uh, I think particularly at the fan zone, I was one of the people that raised questions about the um, the early renewal of season tickets and stuff like that. Um, I think at the time it seemed like there was probably a little bit of confusion around things from a fan's point of view, and it obviously came around the same sort of time that the financials got released, and there was a lot of people saying, "Oh, we've lost a million pounds; it must be cash flow." It's like some, you know, when you look at it, you go, "That's not really how that works," and I think. You know, in in time, it, it sort of looking back on it, you think, right, okay, well, I can understand it, but you, at the same time, you, you can see, you can see the, the the sort of fans' point of view, um, where some people weren't necessarily overly enamoured with the idea and, and the way that it was sort of announced, and then you had a, I think, one pay packet to sort of cope with. And... Yeah, no, and look, one hundred percent, I'm not, I'm not. You know, I don't think we're perfect, and I don't think we we get everything right. Well, what I do believe is that if the majority of fans were sat with the information that I and we have available to ourselves and go through the decisions that that we make and the process that we go through, that I do firmly believe that nine out of ten fans would would come to the same conclusions that that we would, because you know the the, the great beauty of the model that this football club has is you don't have one person making all the decisions mm. um, you've got an engaged board, you've got a varied board Clive as chairman never exercises his, his right to outvote or veto um, so when we have these discussions and debate it's, 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 it's beaten up at, at board level and then we have uh, elements like the supporters board, we have team members, people like the SLOs that, that also are there as a, as a fan and can consider it from a fan point of view um, and, and, and ultimately we, we get to an outcome. Now sometimes our, our timing's not great but equally we, we look at things and there's, there's maybe not an alternative um, but we, we definitely reflect on things so you know when, when people feel we've got things wrong it, it hurts, it definitely does because we, we don't ever set out to upset people and we definitely don't ever set out to, to you know speech brackets get things wrong in a sense but, but we're, we're objective enough to, to and hopefully we're, we're we're honest enough to review things when when you know however they they go whether that's whether it's deemed as a success, a success or, or possibly less so um but i think looking forward in terms of where we're, where we're at you know what effectively was was league one you know league one football at the, at the price people have paid i fully respect um the timing was 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 short, uh, and hopefully, you know, we, we'll we'll definitely take that into account going going forward. I think the intentions was was possibly around the AGM and the fans forum, or in fact, I know the intention was around the AGM and the fans forum, and being transparent and being put up on that mm. stage and having the opportunity to speak about it. That was the intentions. That is that coincides with the same time that the accounts yeah. go out. So you know, the the two weren't intrinsically linked, but by default they they are in a sense. And hopefully, that you know, what, you know, the easy way to do it would have been to have the fans forum and then a week later announce it yeah. well well hopefully you know we're not we're not gutless we don't approach things that way and hopefully the way that we had did do it whilst 
people may not have agreed with the decision, at least hopefully they can see that we're trying our best to communicate and be, be transparent and, and equally be held to account. It's important that we're held to account for our decisions. It, I, there's nothing wrong with that. What's the latest with season tickets in terms of the next stage? So, so um, as we're recording this now, uh, I think fans can expect an announcement in, you know, effectively tomorrow. So by the time this goes out, I think there, there should have been an announcement made, um, uh, which is, is basically looking at, at, the, at the prices next year. Um, in terms of Zebra Finance and replacing them, we're, we're 80% down the road with another supplier. They're doing their due diligence on us. We're doing their, the, the due diligence on them. Um, and ultimately... Um, you know, all being well, we should be able to announce something in the next week to ten days on that. But unfortunately, pricing will have to go out without without the uh, spread payment options. But nobody will miss out because by by the window is is going to be a significant period of time. Um, so you know, the, the finance option should will be available. All things going well. Cool. And um, just one last question in terms of the early bird. Now that we've kind of swallowed that bit of pill and and people are aware that there might be something going out in was it March last year? Is that a pattern that you think that the club will continue to adopt? Yeah. So if if, if you um, that that is going to be part of our business model going going forward. Um, you know, sometimes that will be because it's it could be league dependent, and we're ultimately allowing people an opportunity. Uh, and other seasons, it might just be just be based around. Uh, obviously, the, the timing of things, but you know, it's the, it is you know, without sounding like a, a marketeer in a sense, you know, predominantly the, the earlier you commit and you buy to things is 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 the cheaper the cheapest price. So yeah, I would expect something um, February March time every year within a regular window as as we're commonly known to it going forward. Cool, thank you. Um, I'd just like to move on to the fan zone now because quite a few of the questions that we got um, coming in both face-to-face and on Twitter were around the fan zone. Um, and, and to kind of, I'll bundle it up and then throw it over to you. I mean, lots of praise for the fan zone um, in terms, at the moment, the range of catering. Um, now, I don't know where from a commercial point that stands uh, compared to what we've had in the past. But if there was a commercial loss with the with the popular range, would it be significant enough to change, or would you consider a fan opinion in the fan zone as overriding the commercial gain in that instance? Uh, and also, people just talking about can it be extended? There's more options for seating and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, over to you. Absolutely. Well, so um, without being unkind to our, our our partners or unfair, you know, we we have from a commercial point of view. Um, Opted for the fan fan option going forward. We, we you know uh, OEC. Let, let's talk about them. You know, with all best intentions, the presentations, the proposals, everything that you know, the process that we went through. I would struggle if we went through that exact same process to come to any other decision. Ultimately, they they you know they flattered to deceive, um, and hopefully you know the action and and you know we we we've got an evidence of and hopefully the fans can see this that we we take action. Um, you know, it honestly isn't uh, as commercially a good a deal for us uh, as we've got going forward. But but what is important is our money is going to local Lincoln businesses, uh, and the fans are, are happy, uh, happier. And we've got a partner that is willing to work with us far closer um, on improving the range, improving the product. So you know, hopefully, you know that is just probably one area where where you know we we do take a bit more of a rounded decision. Um, in terms of the fan zone, we, we've definitely got some ideas for development. Um, it does come down to licensing, so we've got to apply for the license for the for the fan zone to be extended going forward. So that's a process that that will go on in the summer. 
on the on the assumption that that gets approval, um, then then we'll definitely look at you know pouring points, uh, ways of improving it. I know seating's been been something that's regularly asked for. The the issue is is a bit like in stadia. The more seating you have, the less capacity. Not necessarily from a physically getting people in there in a comfort point of view, from actually the flow that you're allowed to have have people in there. Um, so we do have to police the capacity of that or, or at the moment. So. I, I do think we'll, we'll look to do something with seating, um, but the more seats you have in there, the, the lesser people that you, that you can that you can have. Um, and then equally, I think the other area that we're, we're desperately trying to improve in there is is what happens in winter in the colder months. So how can mm. we winterproof it? Um, you know, whether it's shelter, whether it's covering, whether it's just heaters. You know, but we we, we want to. You know, it is a temporary structure, and and that, and it is quite costly to set up. So any way that we can kind of bring in more permanent features that reduces our setup costs but equally provides a better experience is, is, is definitely where we're heading fantastic and martin green if you're listening you can just press mute now for a couple of minutes um because i know that you're <laughs> not interested on twitter so uh, we love you go watch man city or something five minutes um but liam since you've been at the club what would you say is is the one single achievement that you've um kind of orchestrated or been involved in that really stands out for you as giving you personal satisfaction Oof, that's a good, it's a really good one. I, it's it's difficult, and, and I promise you, this isn't just trying to be cliche. But you know, nothing at Lincoln City is about one person, or, or it is. It's ultimately about the team. And I think for for me, and I mean this respectfully, we 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 had a hell of a journey off the field um, to becoming EFL ready, um, and and then for us to quite quickly go from not only being EFL ready but to be competing at the top end of the table on the field and then equally things in, in the back office and, and off the field so you know uh, there's there's been a, a huge development and, and growth and, and I'm just lucky to work with some some really dedicated people I think you know there's, there's some the, in terms of infrastructure you know obviously the training ground um, and some of the, you know that that's obviously as a, as a standout item um, but I think it's just generally the, the day-to-day and the the better governance and the better, you know, some of the really boring operating procedures and things that we've got in place that that just just make us a bit more efficient, both from a cost-effective point of view, but hopefully, a, you know, better from a from fan services and, and servicing the fan the fans better. You know, things like you know it was hard work, but getting the lost imps in the Wembley program. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and elements like that and, and the buyback schemes and the seat swaps things like that that are, are quite administrative heavy and if we hadn't tidied up other areas of the business we wouldn't have had the, the man and woman power to be able to, to do that so you know tweaks and changes that we've made behind the scenes have enabled us to hopefully be a little bit better for, for, for the fans and people that, that ultimately just want to come and watch football um, but have a good experience uh, around it as part of that so yeah I quite like cold coke in the fan zone. <laughs> Whatever. Um, anything more from you, Ben, at the moment? I've got what two more, and then we'll let Liam. I mean, it's nearly the middle of the night now, and he's got a family <laughs> blessing. So, um, I was just wondering who uh, who you thought was going to uh, take the Iron Throne in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Well, I've not watched episode two yet of the oh. series, so I've I've got that to catch up from. And Clive actually gave me a load of uh, a load of grief the other day because he said, uh, "When do I get?" You know, he's not happy that I've got time to watch TV at all. Um, <laughs> so I don't ever dare answer that because I've got the boss going to be breathing down my throat again. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's uh, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It's not going to be Mark Cooper, is it? He's going to be sat in there uh, in Winteros <laughs> giving it large from his tunnel in a tower, going, oh, "They always bloody win." We, we we fight pretty at least. Um, that Liam can't comment. 
on League Two managers of Game of Thrones characters. There you go. That's a piece. That's that's a podcast for us to do in the future. Isn't it? <laughs> He's definitely going to be a White Walker, isn't he? I was thinking more more Littlefinger. That's Steve Evans is Hodor. Maybe he's the Hodor. Evans. Evans. Um, <laughs> Envelopes. Liam, uh, this is one Chris Keneally says you need to get a new carpet in your office, but he's only asking for a friend. Is that likely to happen at all? Uh, probably not. <laughs> no. Sorry, Chris, about that. That's a shame. Uh, and we'll go serious again. In your opinion, and I mean, it might be an obvious one in terms of answers, but what are the major challenges facing the club um, over the next 12 months? Uh, I think for us, it's, it's, it's obviously going to be competing in the league against some big clubs, very established football clubs. Um, uh, and obviously, uh, you know, looking, looking forward, we, we, we've got this recent history of, of winning football matches and, and, and being competitive. But I think we've probably got to be realistic that there's going to be times next season that we're going to be coming up against teams with, with ridiculously different budgets to, to ourselves, you know, it, uh, and it's almost a two-tier league in, in, in a sense. Um, so I think for us, we, we, we've got to be, you know, the, the, we've got to extract the absolute maximum out of every on-field performance to, to be able to compete, and that, that's definitely going to be a challenge. Um, and then equally, I think for, for me, it's making sure that I continue to, to grow the football club with the support of colleagues and, and board members that, that and help Danny and Nicky and provide them, uh, you know, and de- you know the, the, the budgets that, that they need, and that's that's you know. I think you know one myth that we've got a we've got a bus now is because you know there was I'm sure there was a lot of um, you know when people saw the accounts from from last year that included a check trade trophy you know the average losses in League One you know this is readily available company information it's, it's two and a half million pounds and that's you know if you take all clubs you know I think at, you know one club lost sixteen point eight million one seven point seven million you know there was only two clubs that broke even or, or made a profit and that was you know, either player trading, significant player trading and or, or cup runs. So, you know, we are going to need the investors and we need, you know, we, we, there's a bit of a call to action if there are any local local people wanting to get involved in the football club. The, the boardroom is certainly open to, to new and local investment. Um, and, and, we, and we, you know, financially we, we've got to compete and that's going to have to come from, from investor funding um, and investors, it's, it's, you know, it's donations, that's what it is. You know, um, it is going to have to come from commercial growth, and, it, and then it is going to have to be from from selling out the stadium week week in week out because that is that is the match day revenue is is is, is a large chunk of the the, the playing budget. Um, so I, I think you know that's a really boring answer. Sorry, but it's <laughs> it, it, it's just continuing to to grow the football club and 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 help Danny and Nicky continue this amazing journey. I thought you were going to say something like you know, Sunderland is the major <laughs> challenge, get them out of the way. Um, I think no, I covered that with clubs with massive budgets. Oh, yeah, we did. I mean, that loss and the likes of Blackburn, I suppose, can afford to make it. So, um, can we do it though? I mean, yeah, one, well, with, 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 with the management team we've got and the players, the, the, the core squad that you've got. And, and you spoke about it, you know, I think I you know, overheard you earlier talking about the, the, the attitude and the belief of the, of the squad. And, and, you know, they genuinely are just, first of all, good human beings. Um, and they put the team first. And when you've got that mentality, and I think we, you know, there was a text message that went around that, that said, you know, when you've got the, this, this group of people pulling on the same bit of rope at the same time in the same direction, you know, you can achieve miracles, and and you know, I don't think we're going to need to achieve miracles next year, but we're certainly going to have to be above par every single week to, to be competitive, um, and and we'll need the fan support in, in in doing that and getting us through games. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a, a whole club effort once again, but very very much looking forward to it. You know, how exciting that Lincoln City versus Ipswich, 
Lincoln City potentially against Sunderland in in the league. We are competing in the same league as these teams. Wow. Yeah, three years ago that was a game that everyone sort of dreamed of. You know, I hope switching the cup, exactly. that's going to be amazing. And then we're equals next season. Will, will you be celebrating if we score against Doncaster? Yeah, absolutely. None of that, not celebrating. Yeah, 100%. I think I got accused of being a pitch invader the other day. You did. Uh, Which, whoever that guy is, by the way, he's rapid, so Danny will want to have a word with him. He's very quick. Um, But, yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Listen, great great friends at Doncaster, and and I owe the club a lot, but 100%. um, You know, there's only one red and white in my veins right now, and that's Lincoln City. Oh, no Sheffield United. (laughs) (laughs) No. As as Danny recovered from getting another smacker on there, Oh, he didn't get another one, did he? He got a full on. Let's just copycat. That's 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 (laughs) that's not on. Yeah, no. I've you know, in in fairness, I I I've still I'm still waiting for HR to get in touch because I I gave Alan Long a kiss when he got to the Checker Trade Trophy final. (laughs) Was it Bristol? Yeah, was it Bristley? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So uh, <laughs> I feel feel sorry for Sue, um, his, his his wife. But yeah, you know, you know, the, but they had the great moments, aren't they? And, and look, listen very very quickly. I know look, I can say this because it's it's independent media. I know we had to do the the pitch invasion comments and stuff. Look, we we're fans. We understand. But there's things we've got to do mm. as a football club, and and I just you know hopefully people understand that. But it was it was. Uh, I can't say it was great to see everybody on the pitch, but you know what I mean. It was. <laughs> will then? Um, will we? Will we see the Player of the Year and uh, given out? Yep. Before uh, the game, uh, it'll be after the game. After the uh, game. After the cool. game and the final game of the season. So votes have been off the scale, ridiculous, and it's close. So people that haven't yet voted, um, make sure make sure they do because oh. that is close. Who did you vote for? I mean, you're allowed to say who you voted for, surely? No, no, no abs- absolutely, no, absolutely not. not. <laughs> Completely impartial. Okay, I voted for Bozzy. Yeah, because I'm meeting him next Thursday, and I dare not. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful, Um, Liam. Thank you so much for your time. It's been appreciated. Um, I know we'll get accused of being sycophantic, or at least Ben will, um, and probably not. I think we've asked all the questions that we needed to. So um, no, really, thank you for your time, and thank you for the for the venue as well. No pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. So there we go. That was a a lovely little chat with uh, with Liam Scully. Um, Again, massive thanks to. To him in the club for, for having us down to the EPC. Um, I've enjoyed my time here. It's been yeah, it's been quite nice. I think, I think there's, there's some interesting points raised. I, I, hopefully, we'll avoid any Twitter criticism because I don't think we, we swerved any of the questions that we were given. No. I mean, if we did, I think it was because we were missed. I mean, the season ticket issue. Obviously, by the time you hear this, there might be a, an announcement. Um, I'm, I obviously sit on the supporters board, and there's only so much that I can say. But I can guarantee that in terms of discussions that went on around the time um, the fear that fans are being ripped off because we're going to go to League One and all that sort of stuff mm. is absolutely not true and what really interested me uh, about Liam's re- responses there was when we talked about the fan zone mm. and we talked about the feedback in terms of the food um, I was uh, chatting particularly to Helgi as he was tucking into a vegetarian curry which horrified me um, because they're, they're good though no it should be made with lamb um, <laughs> uh, but anyway he, and he was I think they do saying, a chicken one as well I think the point is that he's saying that this is great food and this mm. is listening to the people that have come in the fan zone and mm. responding. And I think when Liam kind of said that some decisions are made slightly differently, the big commercial decisions are key. They're the ones that are going to bring the investors in. They're the ones that are going to bring in huge amounts of revenue. Mm. But I think that people tend to forget that sometimes where there's only a very marginal gain, the club are also... And it's not just Liam. And quite often, you know, Liam gets quite a bit of stick for being the face you know, whenever mm. there's something bad, you know, people, they won't even call him Liam, you know, it's Scully's fault. And he, he's kind of like this, almost this pantomime villain. Mm. 
Mm. Um, but I think if people actually take the time to listen, it isn't one man's decision. And I know that from the supporters board yeah. because these things come through us. We don't, we don't say yes or no, we give our opinion. And then that goes back to the board. I think it goes to the, is it the Exco or whatever the, the underboard is. And mm. so these decisions are made kind of, and they're not always made with the financial element in mind. Mm. And I think we look around here now and we look out and you say everything looks out on the pictures and there's this and there's all these little tweaks. And I just think, I'd, I just wish sometimes that people would perhaps take the club at its word. Mm. And I think that because we've been burned in the past, and I think because we've seen training grounds built that were built on foundations of sand and because mm. we've seen um, the club kind of not ripping fans off I don't think that happened too much unless it was under um, I, I, I can't but yeah I know, I know what you mean though I don't think that's happening now some decisions are going to be very tough to make and I appreciate that but I think if people take the time to listen to this pod and they obviously have because we're talking at the end of it so mm-hmm. um, I just hope that maybe they'll realise that some decisions are made with a fan in mind and this club is still very very tight Fans to players, players to fans. And Absolutely. I think, you know, I think that's important. So, um, so yeah, that's going to do us for this podcast. Um, sort of a bit of a special one in, in many a way because... Uh, They're all special, Ben. It's even better when I can look into your eyes while we're talking. I haven't been able to look at my phone and drift away, which has been a real shame. I don't know what's going on in the world. Well, I don't know about you, dear listener, but I am very aroused right now. <laughs> um, but yes, um, it's, been, it's been a special, uh, special week for, for fans of Lincoln City. Um, we're Football League champions, which is something that, if I'm honest, 10, 12 years ago, I don't think I'd have ever said. Three years ago, I didn't think I would. No. No. And I bet we mentioned it tomorrow on the podcast that we released on Friday as well. Is that yeah. special we're going to do too? What a winner. Yes. There you go. So um, it's a special week because we're, we're here. We're in amazing surroundings. And, uh, and we're dragging week. it out now, aren't we? So we don't have to go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you so much, guys. We will see you again tomorrow where we'll preview the game and talk about that contract news. Yeah. Because um, to be honest with you, some of it broke as we were both on our way up here. So uh, yes, we will see you tomorrow and then we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Bye. the 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.